Union of the Unwanted. We're live back November 1st, 2021. It's me, Ricky, and Charlie. Sam will be here in about five minutes. Huh. Hey, guys. Hello. Wow. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Yeah. How was your Halloween? Oh my! It was it was fun. It was just uh, it's fun when you have kids. You know, it's it's uh, they enjoy it. They uh, you know, it's it's always disappointing when you got to tell them to like, hey, you got to stop eating candy. Like now is the time. Like it's uh, I can't let you do it all day. And but uh, besides that, you know, it, it's fun. It's fun dressing up every Halloween. Uh, my wife throws a little um, on that Saturday. She throws a little Halloween party for a bunch of moms and the kids. So usually uh, my friends and I, we say, hey, we'll use that as a night for a guy's night. We'll schedule the same night. And we, the, the last couple of Halloweens, we've, we've gotten dressed up. So it's been it's been fun. So we usually get dressed up and make fools out of ourselves because we, we always end up going to a nice restaurant all dressed up. So people are like, what the fuck are you guys doing? You know, it's like, right. well, and go to, uh, you know, a t- usually a, a restaurant we go to because uh, when we have guys and I, we usually pick something you know somewhere that you don't we don't go often to to go uh you know enjoy some wine and, and some dinner and um so it's just fun to kind of make fools out of yourselves but th- I, I don't know what your guys's experience is on halloween but the nice thing about going out on halloween and this was true even when i was growing up and i was single going you know in the bar scene because everybody's wearing a costume and kind of you know wearing ridiculous outfits People are just sillier. They're more outgoing. Nobody takes themselves too seriously. Like it seemed like when we would go out as a, you know, with a group of guys, we would go out on Halloween. It was just easier to meet people. Like people were just more open to talking to you. And it was, you know, and I dressed up as Hulk Hogan. It was funny because then Macho Man was at the same bar. And so like everybody wanted to take pictures with us together. It was, it was real, really funny. I think um, there's a psychology behind that. I think anytime you put a mask on, it does allow you to take down your guard a little bit. You'd say something that you otherwise wouldn't do. And I think you see that mentality with the internet where pretty much a lot of people like on Twitter, just wearing masks. So they will say stuff that they wouldn't otherwise say in person. And so you get that on Halloween a little bit in person. There's also some psychology with uh, police officers and sunglasses. There's something about like, you connect less with another human being with the sunglasses on. So it's almost easier to be tougher or to keep that, uh, that uh, just, I don't know, like that, that uh, authority figure, you know, um, thing w- when you're wearing sunglasses. And so I, I think there is something to that. I think there's something when, when humans look at each other and there's this actual human connection that we're just nicer to each other. You know, I mean, a lot of people have talked about it, how if you're at line at Starbucks, somebody might complain about somebody cutting in line. Um, but online, you know, uh, for something much less, people will just go fucking irate and, and just lose their minds. So it's, it's you know, it, yeah, I think I think internally, most of us are probably decent people. And I just think it's way easier to be, you know, a cunt when you're online, you know, because you don't have to, you don't have to deal with any of that bullshit or whatever. But I don't know. And it, you don't want to get your ass kicked in a Halloween outfit either. No, that's another. Yeah. If you dress up like Pinocchio, you're going to get your ass kicked. You're no going to get what. beat, and you're going to have to go to the emergency room and sit there like that with blood coming out of your out of your nose. Yeah, that's bad. That's a that's that's my incentive to to not. Uh, mouth off too much mouth off <laughs> yeah and we did a lot of drinking in halloween back in the days we would 
We were big into group costumes. We thought if one thing was funny, then eight of them was eight times as funny. So everyone would just be the same thing, and we'd show up at bars and 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 it was it was fun, you know. It's it's but you know, like anything, you add enough alcohol, and then you know somebody. You know, what's your costume? I'm a whore. Yeah, I know, but what's your costume? You know, that sort of stuff, you know, and then you then you wind up in a fight with somebody's boyfriend or something. I don't know. So it happens. I was trying to convince my wife to have my kids dressed up as uh, one being the coronavirus and one being a vaccine and have them chase each other. <laughs> oh, that's culturally insensitive, Ricky. Come on. <laughs> my wife thought it was funny. She's just like, I don't know. I think we're going to get looks. <laughs> like, good guess, babe. Good guess. No, oh, my. Yeah, I so read Sam. Hey, well, there's Sam over there. There he is. Hi, guys. Uh, good to come in on the whore talk. Yes. <laughs> yes. Perfect time to bring me in. <laughs> we, we were waiting for you. Oh, per- have we started recording? Oh, yeah. We're live. Yeah. We're on Rock oh, Bin. We're, no, we're just bullshit. We were just talking about what we're doing on Halloween. Hookers. No, dude, Hookers I do some nothing. Yeah. I celebrated my 49th birthday recently. And I was really under the weather. You know, my kids got sick and I'm like, I'm not afraid of anything you got. And I'm just wiping noses with my hand and being like, give daddy what your best shot. And then boom, I'm just like, it's like uh, next day. I'm like, I have AIDS. I'm, <laughs> I'm dying of AIDS. And uh, so I was out for a couple of days and then, you know, I, I live fairly near the bowl, the Hollywood bowl. And it was, um, it was dead in friends for three straight days. Uh, we had that here. You get they were here at Red Rocks right before they got to you guys. Oh, uh, one night we did three nights of sixty-five-year-olds tripping on acid, fucking drinking, he- uh, sucking down helium balloons all day, <laughs> just like Eating sprout sandwiches out of the trunk of their car in the parking lot. Oh yeah, lot. dudes walk around with their finger up. Need a miracle, bro? You Dude, know? How about take a shower? Oh, yeah. Nobody's doing sit-ups in the dead army. Nobody's doing sit-ups. No. They're just, it's 100% body fat in that, that group. Who am I to talk? I'm fatter than ever. But good to be here, guys. Uh, excited to have uh, the four horsemen together for a fun conversation and uh, crazy fun times. And I got my they them mug to start this uh, this night off right. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. They them. They them. From the wife. Well, I, I, I have chosen some stories. Whenever you guys want to get to them, I'll just read headlines and uh, and we'll talk oh, about yeah. it. Whatever you guys are ready, we can Let's do whatever. Do it. It's just a, a loosey-goosey show. Now, uh, can you see any questions that might pop up on Rockfin? Is it possible? Uh, yeah, I can I can. If you monitor see a good that. one, let me know. We could answer it. Sure. But it's good to be back with the boys. Hey, it's I'll good monitor, to be back. I'll monitor the chat over here. It's on screen five or whatever, but yeah, let's let's talk about some headlines. I brought up some stuff. Obviously, so much is going on. I got some uh, weird stuff and obviously some current events. But uh, I guess what uh, a, what a lot of people in the conspiracy community are talking about, and I think we're part of that, um, is uh, Prince Charles urges radical rethink of our cities to combat climate change. Unbelievable! This lizard just fuck just slithers out, and the first like major speech he's doing is like, "We should use the military to protect the climate." I'm like, "What?" 
he certainly did say some pretty strange uh, things. Uh, and I don't have an audio clip, but um, he did say that he wanted to use military-like action to address climate change. And uh, very concerning. And uh, this guy is going to be king pretty soon. He's 72. I'm, I'm looking at this guy, and he doesn't look that much younger than the, the current queen. Like, they're, they seem to be about the same age. So I don't know how long he's going to be king. Well, ugly ages you quicker. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Ugly does not age well. Right? You never seen an ugly person. Like, dude, you look exactly like you did in high school, right? It's like they just melt quicker. And he ain't good looking. I'm sorry. He's like too many related lizards, bumping lizard tails, having that weirdo. And and then he gives a speech and it's just blunt force trauma right out the gate. I mean, and then he's talking about this is for poor countries, poor countries. He's like, yeah, they can't afford to make the changes. So we're just going to go and fucking beat them over the head. Jimmy Savile's best friend wants us to stop flying around in private jets is basically what they're saying. So as this is is happening, as he's he's doing this, giving this talk, we have the uh, Glasgow airport is now accepting 400 private jets that have flown in for the 2021 UN Climate Change Conference, also known as COP26. And uh, as you might imagine, Greta and the rest of the Extinction Rebellion weirdos are apoplectic about this. They feel like they've been had, which, of course, they have been. Uh, Jeff Bezos is out partying with Bill Gates on a $3 million a week yacht that is spewing God knows how much carbon out into the atmosphere. Look, if you haven't figured it out yet, it is rules for thee but not for me in this situation. So these guys are going to talk about climate change, this this murky concept that they invented back in 71 with the club of rome writing about uh, the how they were going to use the idea of car- of a uh, of global warming was what they called it back then they were going to use the 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 idea of global warming warming be it real or one imagined I for like the warming. purposes to transform society and use it as the pretext to collect a carbon tax, which will then fund the one world government. Not my words. It's all their words. They lay it all out. So if Prince Charles has decided that he's going to weigh in and tell everybody that we have to get off the carbon, I tell him, you go fuck yourself, fine sir, because you are out of your mind with this carbon horseshit. It's all a gigantic fraud. What people are actually upset about, and rightfully so, is pollution. That's a different thing, and they've hijacked pollution to use it as uh, as carbon, as carbon uh, climate change and carbon output. But but they're 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 conflating these two things uh, in order to get people mad because they know that when they're mad, they can manipulate them easier. So I'm not like up on like the British Commonwealth or or what that entails for its power. But here's a quote from. And I, I don't know, maybe you guys can make heads or tails of this. Uh, Baroness Scotland, the Commonwealth Secretary General, said one billion people are going to join our Commonwealth in the next 30 years. And 95 percent of the growth in urban areas is going to take place in Asia and Africa. So what, what does that what does that mean? One billion people are going to join our Commonwealth in the next 30 years. I think uh, we're about to invade I mean, people, <laughs> invade another- countries. That's just another like a stat that they're never going to reach, right? That's another like fear record that they say is coming. 
that's never going to reach. I mean, and the only way it does reach it is through forced migration. Which that's could it. happen. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, you know, it's so funny. I've said this a million times on podcasts, but I feel like I think that's what they're trying to do to the United States with Latin America. Yeah. But I think their biggest mistake will is that they don't realize that the Latin culture leans conservative. These idiots who live in like ivory towers just assume it's all hip hop. I mean, I'm being dead serious. They yeah. think it's all hip hop and there's none against hip hop. I love hip hop, but that's not Latin culture. Latin culture is very much strong male figure roles for females that they that they totally enjoy, you know, and just the, the relationship between men and women. And it's not that they have like an anti gay culture at all, but a lot of the stuff you see in the globalist agenda is not part of the Latin culture at all. And they actually come from socialists and communist countries and they hate that shit they're they're cat they have a strong catholic upbringing a lot of them uh my brother-in-law from mexico and catholic 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 and his entire family catholic so yeah they they would lean more i guess traditional family like what you would consider republican in like the early 90s like religion family that kind of stuff i yeah i I think that uh, you're right there, Sam. It's not they envision what the Latino population is is vastly different than what it is. Well, it's the same thing with Guatemalans. They're very Christian. I have Guatemalan friends. They're very family oriented. They believe in traditional family and those type of things. So, yeah, you would think like, okay, the left, which is more, um, I guess. Uh, I don't know, sensitive to, to you would assume more sensitive to, to immigrants coming from Latin America uh, would be where they would relate with each other a little better, but they actually don't. When you really die, besides that one issue, immigration itself, everything else, like Sam said, they're, they're actually much more conservative because they are more traditional, uh, you know, Christian and Catholic type people that are, you know, they think a family or should be between a, a, a male and a female and they believe in, in, in those family values and kind of more traditional type of, uh, ideas. And yeah, which is kind of against what you, you think, uh, a lot of people assume a lot of people assume, Oh, they must be like super liberal, but, it, but even in like the, the African American community, uh, it, they're not the most open to gays or transgender or whatever. So it almost seems like the, that whole ideology, like they, they don't agree on many issues. A lot of the people that are, you would consider Democrats or, or are liberals. And, and eventually it's just a matter of time before they start kind of, cause it's, it's happening now. I know we, we briefly talked about on the last union done wanted, I believe um, how I was kind of trying to highlight the idea that a lot of people that are on team, Biden or team uh, Brandon, whoever, whatever name you want to use, uh, team uh, uh, Biden. On, <laughs> they, they they are you know you look at like unions, you look at like a lot of uh, 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 you know black athletes that were all for the Black Lives Matter, all for the slogans on the shirts, all for you know the unions which were, were all for uh, Biden. All of a sudden, what are they doing? They're turning on you know, the mandates are turning on some of these policies. And I think it's going to be a huge issue because now when your team isn't sticking together and you're all turning on each other, um, like who, who is going to back you up? You know, no, I, I just think it's going to be in the, I think that in the big picture, like next 
election year, uh, it's going to be like very divided. And because there some some people on the left agree with the mandate, some people don't, you know, where I feel like the right is much more um, on the same page with a lot of this stuff, which, you know, which obviously makes it easier to to kind of uh, group and 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 kind of. Um, I don't know, like when I guess next election year, if if that's. I the think case. we got to get away I from this shit. Like, I get away from like the Democrat versus Republican anymore. I it totally is agree. it is establishment versus anti-establishment. I mean, that's all no, I see anymore. No, I think it's establishment versus establishment. I mean, we're basically just two wings of the same bird. I just I, mean I, like I, the parties got. I mean, the parties like are completely obsolete. In in like everyone I talk to that that is kind of somewhat like clued into uh, a lot of this stuff. It's like, they're not Democrat or Republican at this point. I know a lot of people that are more Democratic leaning, but they're not for a lot of this stuff. I think the, and you see Bill Maher come out recently saying that the, the pandemic's over. It's like some sort of tide is turning to where the, the parties are irrelevant. Even conservative and liberal are irrelevant. It is basically our fear with the establishment authoritarian or you're not at this point. But don't you guys feel like so? Uh, I'm sure you you get the same type of feeling when when somebody comes up to me and talks to me about politics. I'm just like, oh shit, you're a white belt. Like none of this matters. Like you're you're talking to me about what's going on between this politician and that politician, and I'm just like, like none of like it's hard to even engage in that. I'm like, I don't pay attention to that crap. Yeah, during the Trump uh, era, a lot of people because there's so much drama and people backstabbing each other and all this stuff people would constantly come up to me and assume because i host a podcast that i was keeping up with all this i'm like i, I don't i'm like none of this is relevant like mike said it's all illusion and it, none of it matters so it's like if you're falling for the drama it's like me screaming at like you know at the tv hulk hogan just slammed andre the giant it's like yeah it's just uh, I'm, I'm getting too caught up in the theater i'm getting too caught up in in the characters and the storylines but just understand that's all it is. None of it. It's actually meaningful, and and it doesn't. It, it's not a. It doesn't represent what's really going on. That's for damn yeah. sure. I totally agree with that, and I just think it's just you know, it's like it's run. It's like running back from Jason Voorhees and uh, or Michael Myers. We just keep going back and forth between these two monsters. I mean, like, I just a minute the other side gets elected. What does the other side say? Oh, man, wait to the midterms. And it's just, I don't know, man. I, but I just have hope that people are waking up. And, I mean, like, look at Jimmy Dore, dude. I mean, J- Jimmy Dore, Russell Brand. I like, I, That's what I'm even saying. though they, they don't look into all the stuff that we look into. But I relate so much to their kind of, like, like this old school liberalism that they're they're really leaning into which is like what i grew up on which was like question authority and be open-minded to everybody and that got lost with the clintons and it became political correctness and and now i just think it's like there's this group of people are like you know the 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 thing i always say is that the thing about liberals or progressives over 35 is they just believe that if you either pro Democrat or you're pro Republican and it's like, no, you could be anti Republican and anti Democrat. And like, to me, that's the safest way to be. There are people who I like within parties. Like I like Rand Paul. I think he says some dumb shit. 
and he's a little bit too pure to his libertarian base. They says things that I, I don't necessarily agree with. Like, uh, I don't think a company should have to serve black people. Well, I don't like that. And that to me is step back. I understand from a pure business point of view, what he means by that. I just don't like that. But on a lot of the other stuff, he's really straight up uh, hitting it out of the park and a lot of stuff he's doing. And then again, that could be part of a, a game being played as well. Well, the thing about the left and the right is, I mean, think about all the issues that are important. The fact that you can fit in, like you can, you can decide that there's only an A or B option. There's no C or D. Like these are complex issues with so many different perspectives. You can look at it from so many different uh, points of views. And you're telling me that like every person in the United States only fits in two boxes. You either agree with the blue team or the red team 100% of the time. If you're one of those people that defend your party or whatever ism and and that's your ism and you defend that team all the time you're probably not much of a thinker or critical thinker because the truth is like there's going to be times where you know i agree with something that maybe is is more people would consider more liberal and then i'm gonna on other issues agree with something that maybe some people would consider more conservative or libertarian and that's the way it should be like you shouldn't be able to fit anything in any box ever like never you know never plant the flag um and actually because you just said alex on uh charlie from uh uh, skeptico and uh when i had him on my show i had a lot of uh feedback because he was like we we're talking about we got in a, a a little debate about uh tom cowan and his whole theory and um at some of his uh perspectives and also flat earth and he's like rick why don't you just plant the flag why don't you just and i'm just like i'm like listen i'm not saying i don't agree with you all i'm saying is that i'd never plant the flag because if you're saying that I have to plant a flag and that's permanently there, I don't do that on any issue. I'm always sub My ideas are always subject to change. I'm not married to any ideas. And on a swivel. Yeah. And, and, and it's just that's how I am. It's like, so this is where I am now. But it doesn't mean this is where I'll stay. Like as new information comes, and and I like being proven wrong because every time I'm wrong, I'm one step closer to being right. I have a better understanding of something, and so to to me, like once you decide that like this is this is my team or this is where I stand on this perspective or this idea, then you almost you you stunt growth because now you're saying like my my purpose now is to defend this team and not to keep exploring ideas. Now I'm just, you get what I'm saying? Yes. This is a, this is actually a problem that we've seen this in religion and because there's been blind defense of their team, so to speak, atrocities have gone, uh, uh, gone on unaddressed, like in the Catholic church, as an example, someone says, I'm Catholic. I'm, I'm on team Catholicism. That's my whole thing. That's fine. Good for you. Don't care one way or the other, but that's good. But if you are now on that team and you are going to defend that team, it's your responsibility to clean up that that team and make sure that some bad shit doesn't happen because you're married to it. So if you've got a bunch of pedophile priests, they are now a representation of you. So you need to check that stuff. So if you're a hardcore Democrat or a hardcore Republican and you've always voted that way, well, congratulations, you now own the Democratic Party. And if they're doing crazy shit, then you need to speak up and say, we got to get these crazy people out of here. They're staining all of us. But that doesn't happen. It's just, you know, so so. I tr- I try to stay as flexible like you, Ricky. Like I'm not I'm not married to any of these teams, but but I know that whenever I come out 
if it's if it's somebody that I don't know very well, or the, and they ask me a question about this side or that side, and I start to hammer on them, I always have to in, invoke my disclaimer, which is I'm not on either side. Because the assumption is if I'm attacking that side, I must be on the other side. They just can't seem to get it through their heads that that it is possible that you can find both sides disgusting and be rightly agitated and, and critical of both sides and, and not have to pick a team in this. But so we've got to get the team sport idea out of people's heads that it's only one or the other because in most countries they have many different political parties it's not just one it's not just two it's it's it might be nine you know you go to the i mean it might be confusing and everything but but what is worse what we currently have which is grifters on both sides hiding behind their the, i'm on the red team so i'm above reproach fuck those people those people are deserving of criticism if they're doing something wrong as anybody and if you're on the right side if you're on if you're a republican then you need to be the first person to criticize your guys and keep a check on them because they're because if you don't then it looks like you're just going well my guys aren't as bad as your guys and it's like well that's not a defense well there's the same issue with stories right like you ever share a story and somebody's like oh that publication's right-leaning or that publication oh, yeah. I'm like i'm like listen is, is the facts wrong like is the story wrong how about we like fact check the story if you can find something that's flawed in the story then we'll talk about it but don't dismiss it just because you don't like who's writing it because the truth is the reason why other you know people from different perspectives are necessary is because you'll get people from the left who expose who, who will expose some corrupted person on the right not because of moral reasons maybe just because they want to expose somebody on the right but they're still exposing somebody from the right and vice versa. So it's like it doesn't matter if they're if they're uh morally doing it for for good reasons. They might be just doing it because they're pieces of shit who are just defending their team. But if it's still true, then it's still important to to entertain and not just dismiss it because that's that, that's always an issue. Every time you share anything, it's like, oh well, they you know them, they're right leaning or they're left. I'm like, who cares? Can we just talk about the the, the article? You well, know, for me, it's it's the problem with the left is I, I don't see how collectively they can get rid of the crazies. One thing I'll tell you about the right that I think they did well is they really got rid of the cuckoos for the most part that were really losing the country, right? Like the super religious, a lot of neocon stuff. They I, I don't feel like that's as much into this modern republican party you know are you talking uh, about the the trump party or are you talking about like the lindsey graham kind of party I, i'm talking about like um or maybe the q the, the, 19, not the, q. the 1980s closeted homosexual republicans yes, that group guys? that was like you know religion religion where where that that were the original that were like let's face it for most of history the 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 conservative right was was doing all the censorship. Yep. Uh, and and then over time, progress, progress, CIA, fucking MK Ultras, and blah blah blah. You know, and we we got to a point where we're like live and let live. And then because every generation has to get a little bit more. Now we're in crazy town with pronouns and all that stuff. And I just think that the left is going to have a way harder time of getting rid. Of that very vocal minority in their group, because so much of what your your white collar liberal is is like empathy, 
and, and white guilt. And it's very hard for them to be able to go, listen, okay, we respect your rights. You're way off on this one. And even though you may not have had the easiest road in life, that doesn't mean it's like Bill Maher said, just because you're trans doesn't mean you're always right. And that's kind of where we are right now. You know, and you you kind of see with that giant fat black professor that's like white people should die and we should kill them off. And it's like you're in crazy town now. Okay. And it's gonna be so hard for the left to cut out that kind of that that um that group because so much of their identity is based upon understanding and sympathizing for people that they didn't grow up with or aren't allowed in their communities. They should cut ties with that group, though, because that group represents one half of 1% of the American public, the trans community, which is statistically, you know, relatively small percentage. And within that, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, we we may be in the trans community, but we don't identify with tranny story time. I know a ton of trans. They're like, I'm not down with any of that stuff. Right, right. And so... The Democratic Party, not not that I'm some strategist or anything, just some guy that can that's maybe trying to be as objective as possible. But like, I, would, I wouldn't tie myself to that group <laughs> because that group is not they don't have the numbers to to justify this. They should cut bait with 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 that. That that's not a winning strategy. That's a. That's a that's like that's like even the people that are very sympathetic and very liberal are having a hard time trying to wrap their heads around this and going, well, wait a second. We have to support them all the time on every crazy thing they do. I'm I'm about I'm about not being a dick to them for no, you know, for no good reason and not doing I want to support them. I don't want them to be attacked, but I have to now advocate for them to have their own parking space or or, or the, the 18th different version of the flag, really? Like, that's what we're going to do? Yeah. I think a lot of people see that as just like, I'm not into that. Well, do you think this maybe kind of goes away a little bit next year if the supply chain continues to weaken and there's <laughs> less food to, you know, like, I mean, we, we might have yes. bigger problems. And so yeah. some of those problems, like the more social ones, die, die away or die down a little bit when people are concerned about eating and like well, how their rent has just gone up by 50 percent well they'll be the first to get eaten there's no doubt about okay it. good yeah i i, well, you I know, think the larger oh go ahead sam well you know i just want to say something too it's like you know i just did an episode with a woman who came on and talked about how animal rights act uh these animal rights groups are just full of shit and they don't really care and I see that with a lot of a lot of brands, you know, like the ACLU. It's like ACLU was such a wonderful brand for so long. You know, full disclosure, I de- donate to them. And then they were coming out with like, oh, you know, uh, transphobia isn't uh, covered by the First Amendment, which is like, what? I mean, like, I'm not for transphobia, but I'm also not like, for us to find what is hate speech, who are we to define that? And then the vaccines and all this stuff that the ACLU has been really just explode, exposed as a, 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 you know, a Soros uh, weapon, you know. So we see a lot of that movement going now. And, the, you know, the big push for representing, you know, pushing trans right is that 
so much of these trans have a high suicide rate, right? And which is super tragic. Well, you know who else has a super high suicide rate? Men, and nobody talks about that. If women kill themselves at the rate that men kill themselves, it would be the halftime show of every single professional sporting event. That's how big it is. But nobody talks about it right now. And my my biggest issue with this narrative that 50% of trans kill themselves and stuff like that is there's no real in-depth dive into why this is happening. So what it's presented as we as society make them feel so bad they kill themselves. But how many of these people are on hormone therapy? And every day you watch a commercial on television, it's getting to the point that 50% of the commercials are pharmaceutical commercials because they're they're buying the message, right? And literally in almost every single one, if not everyone, close everyone, half the commercial is the side effects. And almost every single one of them is a side effect of this drug is suicide thoughts, suicidal thoughts. We're being murdered. It's not all of them, almost all of them. And we're talking simple things that help you with your uh, blood pressure and stuff like that. Now we're talking about some a drug that messes with your hormone levels? Like, what do you think that drug does to you? Like, the notion that we are having a conversation is, is this hormone therapy causing these people to kill themselves is a direct result of the media and their official narrative that they don't want to discuss. Uh, somebody in the chat, uh, Nathan, says, why isn't anybody talking about the Fauci puppies or any experiments that never worked? Uh, the Dangle report. He's fuck politics. Are we just in a spot where depopulation has begun? Real talk. Yeah, it's, it is kind of amazing that uh, the mainstream media hasn't really brought up the the puppy experiments, the dog experiments. Uh, I haven't seen anybody on my, my personal social media feeds bring it up at all. And these people were... Uh, posting about politics and current events every day during Trump, and now there is not a peep coming out of him about any of this stuff. And so it's just, uh, the, and you'd a lot imagine of shadow banning going on, dude. I mean, I've been, I was getting like six, seven thousand likes on posts. I can't get above a couple hundred now. They've they've blocked me, locked me down, and there's people who go way harder than I am. I saw a lot of people talking about the puppy stuff, but the the puppy stuff is beyond sad and tragic and, you know, trust science. Well, science is full of shit and they're evil and they do disgusting, dark shit. But it seemed to me so much of it was like calculated demolition, right? So, you know, it's like, okay, you know, if you study the, the, um, the spars simulation, right? One of it is like burning a, a, a burning man or a burning a leading man or I forget what the exact term was, but it was basically about taking down a Fauci yeah. and and they were trying to do it. And then it's like, yeah, you think he's bad. How about this? And I thought that would be the one. And that still hasn't gotten him. No, so it, like Americans care way more about dogs than they do about people. And you'd figure this would be a motivating factor to call for his arrest or at least some sort of investigation, but no, there's been nothing. But it hasn't it, it's it's an indicator wow. of how just completely detached from yeah. reality and complacent people have gotten. Yep. That they've been they've been so desensitized that not even the puppies and Fauci it, it registers with them. And I don't know Fuck how up. they even I don't even know how to take that. That could be 
an indication that we're about done with this, or it could be an indicator that we have gone, we've thrown our hands up collectively and said, just make it stop, you know, just whatever, just make it stop. I'm tuning out. I can't take it anymore. Like we could go one of two ways. Cause I mean, Fauci killing, killing dogs is like on your 2021 bingo card. Did anybody have Fauci killing beagles? No, I missed that one. No. But, uh, I, I think it, it could be they, they, they let the story come out a little bit and they gauge what kind of traction it would get. And based upon its traction is how much further they think they can push. And so this the puppy story hasn't gained a lot of traction. So the, the agenda can push on a little bit more. Uh, it was uh, the brakes didn't get pumped. They, they could fall back pretty easily. But no, I think they're going to roll on a little bit more. Um, and um, I mean, just what like we talked about with the climate summit. And all the qu- quotes within there is like, oh, they, they thought the the COVID lockdown and all that kind of stuff was fantastic because the same kind of approach can be used for the climate agenda. Uh, so everything's great. And the puppies, uh, to hell with them, I guess. No, the media doesn't care. I think they're going to slowly start turning on them. I, I mean, think about how many things I just named like my last episode, uh, COVID conspiracies turning into COVID realities because if you look at all the things we've been talking about for the last 18 months so many of the things that we were discussing on alternative <laughs> platforms and with the most you know uh at the time was the most fringe topics are now just openly being discussed and people are talking about adverse reactions of the vaccine i remember when it when they first released the vaccine i mean adverse reactions was something like oh you're crazy it's gonna kill anybody you're insane you know and or if you said it was a bad flu or if you said it could have came from wuhan or if you said that there was doctors that were treating people with things that were working and you didn't need the vaccine that these were all conspiracy theories and taboo and i think little by little the truth seeps out it might be baby steps it might take a while we might be called crazy for a long time but eventually you know we're going to be proven to be right and and you see it happening and um and i think this is all a part of the bigger plan of uh you know when you talk about uh transgenders and kind of uh, all this stuff i mean it's it's it all seems like a part of like some depopulation thing you know uh it's completely just blurring what we think reality is it's it's about transhumanism and just like going into some digital world where you know uh, there's no such thing as gender there's no such thing as as um you know some of these old traditional things like uh, a family and all you know like none of this stuff is important and we can just take this step to the next the next place and and i i think that's what they're doing. I think that's a big part of it. Uh, they are doing that. Yeah, without a doubt. There, to talk about two things that Sam talked about that I just want to uh, share really quickly. Uh, when you talked about organizations being complete bullshit, uh, when I had Jack Abramoff on my show years ago, he, which some of you guys might know from the, the documentary Casino Jack and the HBO movie with the same title, uh, what he used to do is that he used to he was a lobbyist. He he would work. He was famously uh, known for working with casinos and and um, Native Americans. And whoever gave him the most money, he would put the other ones out of business. And one way he would do it is that he would put the, uh, get together these religious Christian groups to go protest that, that they don't want gambling in their town. And he would get them shut down. And so everybody's like, "Yo, we got to get this guy's service because if we don't." 
he'll make sure we go out of business. And that's how we got the name Casino Jack. So it just shows you how, how bullshit this is. And a lot of people who are like faces of these organizations don't even believe the bullshit that they're selling, you know, and there's true believers out there. I mean, it's the same thing with the masks, right? There's, there's be people out there who truly drank the Kool-Aid and fell for the trick and think like they're saving lives. And the people who are telling you that it saved lives aren't wearing them when they're out, you know? And then the other thing that you talked about, so Brian Callen had a, a show back in the day called uh, Mixed Mental Arts, was originally called Br- The Brian Callen Show. And his co-host, Hunter Motz, and I became friends. And he told me this story about, it was called like uh, Dr. Money and the Boy with No Penis. And it was about this this uh, this doctor, right? And this goes into the, the gender thing. There was uh, this this boy that I think they were experimenting with a new way of of maybe circumcising kids. And they end up, uh, the kid ended up losing his penis, Right. And um, so the parents are like, like, holy fuck, like, what do we do? And then they hear about this doctor, his, his, his actual name was Dr. Money. And this doctor who believed that gender was just uh, a social construct it was a made up thing. Right. So they're like, um, he's like, he ends up telling the parents that if you want, like what you can do is you can just convince, tell him that he's a girl, dress him up as a girl, do girl things with him. And he'll never know. And it'll be much less psychologically damaging to him than, you know, than telling him he's a boy who lost his penis. So they end up attempting this. Uh, this boy, as he gets older, um, this boy who's living as a girl, eventually realizes like, you know, something doesn't feel right. He ends up um, just like knowing like something's not right. I've been lied to. He end- eventually discovers that, you know, what the true story was. Uh, goes through depression and a tragic ending as he ends up committing suicide. Oh. It was, it was uh, yeah, it's, it's a sad story. I think they're making a movie and a book about it. I think that's the name of the book is Dr. Money and the boy with no penis. And it's, um, it, it's kind of, is not a, a, not go ahead. a unique name. I mean, not a lot of thinking into that name no, at all. A, not at all, but it, 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 this is actually like you were saying with uh, the, people who do hormone replacement at a young age and going through depression or some of it could be fucking around with hormones. Uh, Another part of it could be the fact that just like a tattoo at 17 or 18, you regret it and you're like, fuck, maybe I was just a stage in my life and I shouldn't have done that. I think any permanent decisions and that's the thing like this topics, you know, some people don't want to touch this topic. It's like, I'm, I'm, very libertarian in regards to like do whatever the fuck you want like life's too short to be told how you should be able to enjoy it like enjoy it however you want my only issue when it comes down with kids is that at a very young age when we go through so many stages in life you know we dress different we we're in this this type of music then we get into that type of music um we get shitty haircuts and 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 then change the shit to another shitty haircut like we go through all these phases like you shouldn't be making permanent decisions and when you do hormone replacement you know you're not supporting the child you're 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 putting them in a shitty situation because if they regret that there's no turning back you're permanently going to have some some damage either you know your deep in voice or whatever you know and um so all these parents that are they think they're being super supportive by letting their 60 it's like what's wrong with a tomboy i mean i grew up with girls who like guy stuff that that didn't mean that they needed to surgically get a dick attached it just meant that they like guy stuff like it just and as time goes by when they're adults and they they learn that like this isn't a phase then you know maybe that's the time they should do it not not you know when they're young what do you guys think can't run a car until you're 25 yourself up what what well your brain is still forming up until you're like like the idea of 
of like, oh, my nine-year-old needs to transition. You should be put in fucking prison for that. That is insane. That's crazy to do that to kids. Like, oh, I'm going to be really super woke mom and help my my child transit. What are you doing? You're not helping. This is a, this is insane. And 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 God forbid. Now and now you're not allowed to even criticize that. You're not even allowed to even say, "Hey man, like maybe that's not a good idea." Ooh, no, you must be anti-woke. You must be you must be one of those Trump supporters. It's like, "No, I'm somebody that's saying, "Hey, maybe uh, a permanent solution to a temporary problem isn't necessarily the best." method. Maybe we should, I don't know, consult with some people or think this out, not rush headlong into that. Dude, I wanted to be Spider-Man when I was five. I'm super glad that my family didn't commit to making my transition. I'm disappointed about the decision, but I wish you were. Everyone else is disappointed. I'm (laughs) luckily thankful for it, but it, but it's, it's, it's in the, it's, it's a two-part problem. The first part is that it's actually happening. But the second part of the problem is that it's been like, it's been like, why, like, fenced off with barbed wire around the whole conversation, the whole topic where you're not allowed to talk about it. You have to get back away and you're not allowed to have the conversation for fear that you're going to be viewed as less than supportive or less than uh, on board with this new woke ideology or, or, or not open-minded enough or something like this. And so therefore they're not even allowing you to even have the real discussion. It's, it's and whether it's, whether it's that or whether it's school boards where you're not allowed to even come in there anymore, they'll just call you a domestic terrorist. They don't want to have the debate because they know they'll lose the debate. So they just say it's radioactive. You're not allowed to talk well, about same it. Same with COVID um, or that. Uh, of course. Or, or any, any, any of these hot topics. It's, they're, they're unapproachable to a certain I love degree. hot topic. I know. They're a good store. Good belts. Are they still around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. dude. Spencer's in the mall was the best. Remember, you were a kid. You go there. You're like, whoa, the dice looks like tits. They got like, that. Yeah. Remember, that's <laughs> like a kid adult bookstore. The yeah, electric dude. ball, fart spray. I love fart spray. Chick. She probably puts out. <laughs> um, here's another thing: is uh, you know the the notion that if if there's somebody is if some if there's a trans kids out there, I under, okay, yeah, it's not an easy life, and there should be programs set up. To help these children, okay? There is not enough trans kids in the school system to warrant a complete overhaul of the school system. It it, it does not exist. And for these adults to act like this is a real situation is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And it just simply goes to everybody we have a real issue with conformity today mm-hmm. to the yes. point that people are just willing to conform so much that they're willing to go into bizarro clown town just so they feel so they feel like the people know that they're part of the team. It's like when you go to super white, white neighborhoods and you see a Black Lives Matter sign. You're like, what? when was the last time a black person was in your house? What was the last time? You're just showing everybody you're part of the team, even though in no reality do you have any real connection to the black community. You're just super feel guilty. And it takes people like us to go, no. I mean, listen, man, I make no illusions about where I am in the comedy world. 
Like I'm never going to be at the top. Never going to be some of these guys that, you know, play arenas. That's not, I don't think that's my role. I, I, I feel like my role is just to take the arrows, you know, go out there, push the limits with shit that I really feel not like being edgy, not to be an edge Lord, just to say some real shit, take all the arrows, not get canceled. Maybe I do get canceled, but I, I don't, I, what are they going to take from me? And what are they going to say about me? I haven't said a thousand times. Okay. To take the arrows to show people that, you know what, dude, it, nothing's going to happen to you. Most of this authority is an illusion. Most of this stuff is just simply the emperor's new clothes. Like the notion that the FBI is going to send people down. Like the FBI has enough FBI agents to investigate every parent who goes and throws a Heil Hitler at a school board member. That is a great psyop meant to scare people off from getting in these boards' faces because it's working. And guess what the internet did? The internet took us off the ball, the, took our eye off the ball, which is local politics. There's no more, lo no, nobody watches the news. Nobody reads the newspaper. Your newspaper was all about like, Bob on the board member was caught with a hooker. And you'd be like, well, should he be working with children? You know, that doesn't happen anymore. So that's what needs to go on. You know, we talk about Republicans, Democrats. Why don't we talk about, hey, man, let's get involved in our school boards and our local politics. And that's how we make difference right now. And and you're, I'll, I'll share another story, not to make this show story time with Ricky. Dude, but I love your story. Story time oh. with Ricky's better. At least story wear, time at least about the boy with no penis. At least you wear underwear, unlike tranny story time when they don't wear underwear and the balls just flip all over the place. Well, this is kind oh. of that's kind of related to my story. Uh, <laughs> well, of course it is. <laughs> so what Sam's saying, it's absolutely true. So some of you guys know who follow me on social media that I uh, I was fighting with the local school committee uh, in regards to masking our children, um, which, by the way, guys, uh, just to give you an update, we got a email last week that said that now they're going to and exactly how I thought it was going to plan uh, how it's going to uh, happen is happening. Um, I'm like, you give them the authority to mask the kids in the beginning of the year, it's never going to go away. They extended it to January, like at mid-January or end of January or something like that. Um, is They're masking the kids that long. Let me just mention that in my town, Ludlow, Massachusetts, outside of Springfield, Massachusetts, where the Basketball Hall of Fame is, uh, nobody is required to wear a mask except in school so like i could go anywhere how fucking ridiculous is that but it, so anyway so i i fought with the, uh, the the town um we got an email saying that now uh they're gonna extend it and the um the only way they're gonna get rid of it they're gonna i guess uh review it again on in january but uh or we can go to 80 percent uh vaccinated once the schools are 80 percent vaccinated they'll remove the masks which is ridiculous there's no conversation about cases about you know infections anything like that it was all like masks or 80 percent uh, uh vac vaccine so that tell that's just another example of what they're attempting to do but the story i was going to get into like sam was saying um get involved a lot of people were saying like hey rick like get involved you you, you know you keep up with the news you know what's going on like get involved locally so when i got involved with the with fighting with the school committee uh, a lot of people were contacting me and letting me know what was going on in town. One of the things that were going on in town 
was that at the middle school, which I, my kids aren't old enough to go to the middle school yet, but they were letting me know, like, this is just a example of what's going on locally. And this is an example of how we get so caught up with what's going on internationally that things are happening right in your backyard and you're not even aware of it. Uh, our middle school had a, uh, a, a cross-dressing, I don't know if, she, if he or she was transgender or cross-dressers or, or whatnot. I, I think he was a male who dressed as a girl, something like that. But she, he was putting books with uh, in the library and suggesting it to children in the middle school that had literally gay sex cartoons. It was cartoons, but it was still gay sex, and and um, it was uh, it was all over the place, right? And a teacher found out about this and like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Tries to expose it to to get the books removed. Instead, she gets fired. <laughs> She gets fired. She's suing the school. I have uh, friends of mine who showed me uh, pictures from these books, like uh, friends of mine who have kids in the library. I mean, in the middle school, went to the library, had them take pictures. It's literally cartoon gay sex, like two dudes, yeah. along each other, all this stuff. And and I'm like, this isn't about like the gay sex. Like if these were a straight couple, this shouldn't be in the library. Like this shouldn't be, even if it was two straight you know, sex cartoon books like this. And then it, it, it was just, it was outrageous. And this is like something that I was completely unaware of. I live in this town. I'm like, how did I not, not know about this? But they went to the news. They went to, nobody would report on it because nobody wanted to make, uh, you know, this a bad thing, you know? And then I just also got notified recently that they're bringing in some expert to talk about uh, local, uh, to talk to our schools here locally about critical race theory. And, and, you know, it's like baby steps in that direction where it's like next thing you know, your kids are going to be brainwashed into believing that uh, they're guilty for a bunch of sins that they didn't, they had no part in and all this other stuff. And it's like, so all I'm saying is like, like Sam said, like, open your eyes, know what's going on in your own town, because this shit was going on. Like, I was so caught up in like COVID internationally, what was going on in the last two years uh, internationally and, and that this shit was going on like right in my own town. I had no idea. So, and that's where you can really make a difference. Get involved in your school. I'm, 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 I'm still on the fence, but I'm thinking of running for school committee, becoming a school committee member. So somebody can, can with who's sane can keep track of this. And the other thing too, is similar to, to like uh, Sam said about, uh, you know, a lot of really uh, uh, pro Black Lives Matter white people who have no black friends, uh, and and yet like they're the most, they seem to be the most passionate. A lot of these school committee uh, members who are put who are okay with this type of actions, they don't have any kids in school. Like it's like your kids are old and out of school. So what the fuck, man? Like you shouldn't even like your opinion shouldn't even matter. Dude, so many people. So this Florida, uh, uh, board, uh, a school board teacher, took her students, like super young students, to a gay bar. And you read the comments. Half of them are like, "This is ridiculous." The other halves are like, "This is great. They learn about business." I'm like. It's a field trip. <laughs> Business. <laughs> this it. is a field trip, man. These kids, are you? And they're like, it's a business. I go, it's a restaurant. Are you telling? You don't think these kids have been to a restaurant before? So what makes it special? Because it's a gay bar, and it's just like, listen again. I don't care if somebody's gay. It's just like, dude, I don't want. I don't want. 
like Charlie was saying, or or maybe it was Ricky, a man and a woman on each other, fucking getting what, bring them to like a fucking rock club. Hey kids, we're gonna go to the Viper room. It's like no, dude, like super young kids don't need to be going to that. That's where this dude OD'd on coke, and that's where that dude OD'd on heroin. And it's just like no, it's it's ridiculous, and that seems to be the the biggest difference between today and when I was growing up. Yeah. We had Madonna on her book. That was obviously I was much older, but Madonna pushing it and her, you know, strike the pose with the, the, you know, the underground gay dancing. But there was this pushback from corporate America. Like, hey, we don't want this. Now it just seems like it's like, boom, they, you know, corporate America seems to be like police officers on January 6th on the Capitol, just like, hey, come on in, Satanists and pedophiles and weird drag queens who want to read the kids. Everybody come on in. That seems to be the biggest difference right now. Ozzy Osbourne was like, they would burn his records. And I'm not saying that's right. But now it's like if Ozzy came around today, he'd be like, I have a stone show Nickelodeon. And it's just like ridiculous. Hey, everybody's going to be gay now. He was right, dude, but it wasn't the frogs. It was Marvel comic characters. I know. That's And that's the thing. Like, It's not about it being gay. Like, Just don't force feed it to my... If my kids are... like, We're fans of uh, reggaeton at home. You know, we, we like to dance and have a good time. What? And... If we have some Jay Balvin or you know or some Nicky Jam in the background, if the if those music videos get a little too intimate with the grinding, we turn it off because the kids are there. You know, we love we're glad that they're having fun. They like the music, but it's so it's not about it being gay or straight. Like kids just shouldn't be exposed to that. And there's a line that has to be drawn. And and uh, I mean, not to get too conspiratorial, but I uh, this is the show to do that. Yeah. Oh, is this the conspiracy show? Um, it's yeah. I I think that this is a part of the plan. I mean, because it. Let's be honest. Like, just about every conspiracy, some way is connected to depopulation and eugenics. And I think this is not much different. This could be a part of like, hey, how do we depopulate people? How do we, you know, like let's make us like just say, hey, we don't know what the fuck a man or a woman is. We don't like hundred percent get you into a sexual cul-de-sac. Where nobody's nobody's reproducing things like listen, this is this is this is yes, it's conspiratorial, but this is well within their wheelhouse. This is the sort of shit that they they have been doing that first of all, they're open about the depopulation thing. So that might though it sounds conspiratorial and crazy, on the surface, anybody that actually digs into it finds that there's a whole lot to it that these guys openly talk about this stuff. So would they would they intentionally confuse people in an effort camps, to right. keep them from uh, reproducing? These are the same people that invented birth control pills and abortions and things like that. Of course they would. They would have no problems doing any of those things. And my my question is when is when is corporate America going to say enough is enough? We're tired of the lack of ratings. We're tired of not being able to sell our products. Try Victoria's Secrets rolling out fat people for their for their ad campaign. That's okay. Well, enjoy that. But Charlie, what if what if until you don't make any money? But what if they're just layers protecting the real money makers, which I call gods, gold. Oil, drugs, slavery. They like, may they may sacrifice some of the, the. Yeah, there may be some. It, but like, 
if you go too woke, if you're the Grammys, the Oscars, um, it's anti Major League Baseball. I've never NBA, seen anti business before. Where all like, of these policies are doing the exact opposite of what you would do if you were trying to increase viewership, increase attendance, increase sales and revenue, and all that stuff. This is inconsistent with how you would actually run a business. So it leads me to believe that it's being forced. That it's being that it is it's it's a top down agenda that these guys have have no. Um, option but to participate in I mean, Charlie, honestly, ratings and television and radio have been a giant lie. There did you know how they do radio ratings? Do you guys know how they do that? They used to do people meters at a certain point. Yeah. It's gotta be the dumbest way possible, I'm sure. They they put a little meter in your pocket and they just let people walk around, whatever they hear, that gets you some ratings. And that's how it goes. The Nielsen ratings it's just a complete utter fucking lie, dude. They just yeah, kind of put I, out what I, they I, think is jumping and what they don't think is jumping. I, I do know. I do know from being an author. I do know how the New York Times bestsellers list is calculated. And you want to talk about horseshit? First of all, if you're not published by one of the New York-based publishers, you're automatically out. Then how they measure this is they call random bookstores in different cities like in Omaha, Nebraska, and say, hey, uh, what's the, t tell me the name of a couple books that you guys have sold in the last couple of days. And they ask them for that. And then those wind up being the best sellers. I swear to fucking God, I'm not even making that up, that that's how they do it. So, so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about the ratings and everything, but still advertisers or I worked in advertising as a media planner. I would plan where Expedia, who was the account I worked on, would allocate their their advertising dollars. And you could say, well, we want this in radio and this in TV and this in print. And we, we want it to be, you know, within this sort of demographic. You can get very specific. So you kind of count on those ratings in order to justify this cost. And if those ratings are down, and they are because of the woke horseshit, nobody, nobody wants to watch any of this stuff. Then you can you ha you can only charge a certain amount. You can charge less for your for your air for your advertising time. So it's like at some point it will be it, it it'll just be about money. You what know? if it's if, just and, a giant moving money thing? What if what if all the corporations that are advertising own the ne the networks? So we have like five networks. Five, five companies own all the network. It used to be six, now it's five. And they own all the media. And then they own the companies advertising on the media. So it just becomes a fucking well, shell game. Well, really what you're talking about is you're talking about BlackRock, State Street, and these massive corporations that own everything underneath them. And in that case, yeah, then you really can sort of narrow it down to a handful of companies. And and they can well, watch like Disney, they right? A, I'm sure. What was What's this? that? Disney. There's a couple companies that own like everything. Yeah, in the media world, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And but then, who but owns those the, companies? Then there's the 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 massive um, hedge funds that use almost unlimited resources to then buy up the shares of all of these companies in large enough amounts so that they have a, a voice in what winds there up you happening, go. like BlackRock and Blackstone and State Street and all these TD Ameritrade, all, all these are uh, Price Waterhouse Cooper, all these accounting firms and all the, 
very dirty, very murky sort of ownership. And they have a lot of money, man. And if they want to make something happen, if they want to make the world one way, they can make the world that way. You know, I, I was thinking today about how much, again, these brands that we thought were kind of rebellious and anti-authority were just basically controlled opposition agents of provocateurs. And, uh, you know, I, I've been thinking about like Australia, New Zealand, how, you know, they could use some guns over there. Yeah. How come there's no of these you know, lords of war, these gun runners that we've seen so many stories, Nicolas Cage and, you know, fat Jonah Hill and those players that they played that go into the Congo and the Middle East and they meet with these rebels and they somehow sell them weapons and they're able against all odds to sneak in weapons when the governments aren't looking. But yet places like Australia, New Zealand, any of these countries in Europe that would love to have guns to be able to push back against the authority. Russia doesn't want to come in and, and sell them weapons. China doesn't want to come in and sell them weapons. You know, Israel doesn't want to come in and sell them weapons. United States doesn't want to sell. Like, none of these fucking gun runners want to sell these countries, the, the rebellions, weapons. That just lets you know right there. The whole thing has been controlled from the top bottom. It's unbelievable. Those countries would love guns. Nothing. Nobody's sneaking in there. Nicholas Cage isn't going in there banging supermodels with his bad toupees, making deals as he's raw dogging Ethiopians with AIDS. No, he's not doing that. I think he's. Yeah, I think he's still in some tax uh, tax trouble. That's why he's doing all those movies. But oh snap! God, God bless. The ghost God that bless Nicholas Cage. I, I put a list in one of my books of the things that Nicolas Cage bought <laughs> just because it was a great list. And it was like he had multiple albino cobras and he also had um, he needs the Shah of Iran's uh, Lamborghini Murcielago. I got I two. He's made he's made some fine investment decisions uh, as long as well as like nine houses, which Johnny Depp is even worse. Yeah, right? and two meteorites. Johnny he, Depp he two meteorites. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp buys was like a bunch of bad shit was, too. Uh, he, I think he like purchased a cannon, so it would like go off when he would exit the house, and he had, he would have he would hire people to release doves outside of his house, like all of this magnificent <laughs> crazy crap. And I'm sure he kind of regrets it, but. At the time, you know, he was the swimming in money. Sounds reasonable. I mean, swimming in money. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't that go into like the psychology? We're always wondering, like, okay, you can buy. You've been to every exotic island. You've owned every exotic house and car. Like, what's the next fix? Right. It's, you it's buy a, something that doesn't have a price tag on it. That's not for sale. You kill people. Huh. Exactly. You kill people for fun. Remember that uh, that horror movie, Hostel. Uh, yes. Yes. Right. It's like a sick that movie. It is, but it's exactly like what. So remember that poker player that was on Rogan's podcast a while ago, uh, like a long. What's his name? Van, whatever with the beard, good-looking guy, always around chicks. Um, whatever. Anyways, but he's a oh Dan Blazerian. And I remember uh, he nothing about what he said was interesting at all, except this one thing that I'm like, yeah, he's making kind of a decent point, and he talked about how like. When you buy a Mustang, when you have a Honda, like your excitement level is a 10. 
And then when you buy like a Corvette, your excitement levels a 10. Well, what ends up happening when you already had like every nice car, every, like it's almost impossible to get to, to 10 again, right? It becomes like you're that addict trying to get that fix or, or, or that guy who's addicted to coffee was like, now I'm drinking coffee all day and I'm not having any effect. Like that could be the explanation for some of the horrible things that happen in the world. It's rich people who are trying to find a way to get a fix. And it's like, maybe it's, you know, you hear about celebrities that steal not because they have money. I mean, because they're a rider. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, they're, or, they're, or Hugh Hefner with gay sex, right? That was Rogan's bit. Like he's banging so many tens that he's just getting bored. And he's like, let's get weird. Well, it's similar with like when 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 uh, Tiger Woods cheated on his wife, right? It, it's it's the same thing. People are like, oh, but his wife's so beautiful. I'm like, yeah, but she doesn't do it anymore. Like it, it's like that. Yeah, thing. you gotta get Waffle House waitress. It's like Denny's, wasn't it? Denny's. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Bro. Yeah. It's like I have to do it. <laughs> Well, it, no. it, yeah, go ahead. I mean, you know, that's the part of Squid Games that, as as, uh, as uh, interesting as that show is, you know, something like that really happens in the world that people oh, find yeah. themselves so down and out, find themselves in those situations where, like, yeah, you can go home, and they go home, they're like, "Fuck, I'd rather be there," and then they go back and they face death. Well, remember Nixon about the. Bohemian Grove. He's like, it's a bunch of, and this is Nixon's words, not mine. He's like, it's just a bunch of faggots hanging out or whatever. Faggiest place. I can't believe faggiest place he's ever been. On Rockfin. (laughs) (laughs) But Nixon, yeah, he's on tape saying it. And like, how much of the of the gay sex is just because it's like, like you said, like you're just trying to find something else that excites you because you're, or it's like growing up. um, uh, I went to public schools, but uh, which explains why I'm so dumb, but. <laughs> the Catholic uh, school girls were always the craziest. Like yeah. we're they were they're like caged animals who like you let them out and they they were insane. It's like same thing with like maybe some of these uh, these politicians or CEOs. People who always have to be so proper. Well, you know they have to be at business meetings. They have to be always so well spoken. They can't just be dudes and just like say what's really on their mind. And then that's, bro. That's why that's they get they, they pay say. like six grand to get their their nuts stomped on by some yeah, dick. The red door in Vegas, you know what I mean? Weird. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. I mean, at that point, just give up your wealth and start over again. But they're not going to do that. They're they're they reach the top. They're not going to humble themselves, pay for children, or you know, or whatever weird shit they're into. But a lot of it is probably some psychological issue with like somebody isn't supposed to have that much wealth and that much access to just everything because you do get to to this dilemma where just like when I hit the ceiling, like there is no up. Like now I have to find some fucking weird shit, you know, some weird fetish. But also like how much of it is that like just over time sheer data these guys know who the creepers are and they know which creepers want to creep and get into politics and they're like dude this guy's looking to run for mayor of happy town and dude we know he's into some weird shit if we position him there send him up now we got this guy and that's why i'm convinced that federally there's no term limits because why do you want to have to keep blackmailing somebody ever four years you know it's just like you get one person nancy pelosi's been there since the 1800s i mean like 
they got the, they they got I mean she used to probably be controlled and now she's the controller with those shiny ass 80 year old yams she's got on there right yeah have you seen those mammies dog you looks, know those things are polished she looks good I agree and she, the AOC is the new new Nancy Pelosi yeah, she she's is, yeah. literally a replicate they're like we need hot giant knockers that everyone's willing to look the other way and willing to sell out. The whole story of OAC is a complete lie. Like the whole thing, she was just bartending. She owned the bar. She's like co-owner of the bar. It wasn't just like, I'm just trying to make my way and I got these big cans. What am I going to do? You know, none of that, dude. It was, she was, she answered an ad and that might even be a lie. And here she is just completely being bought and sold and going along. And I'm telling you, the key is going to be right before she runs for president, that sex tape's going to drop and everyone's going to be like, God damn, she's got my vote. That's going to happen, bro. She's got to get something passed, though, first. She's over 28. I don't know. In all her legislation. I don't know if that matters anymore. Like it's she's all, got dumb ideas. It's all about branding at this she's point. She's got big. She, she she's she's uh, exactly yeah. She's gonna be like, look at my tits. Maybe and be yeah. like, you're over twenty eight. She's like, yeah. I, people matter. like her. People are people are gonna vote for her just because they like her. They really don't care about specifics. They just like her, um, and that's it. It doesn't matter about. Kev her Baker record. wants to get U.S. citizenship from Scotland so that he can vote for her tits. Okay. <laughs> Well, I've been thinking about starting like uh, 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 an underground railroad for hot Canadian chicks because I get all these Canadian chicks like, get me out of Canada. I'm like, I got to find some of my single guys. You know, that's my that's my fix for immigration. Only smoke shows, right? Nines and tens. That's all that gets into the country. We got deep in this fucking gene pool. And for the ladies, nine inches soft. That's the only you got to have. You got to be packing nine inches soft to get into the United States. So we're going to have hot chicks and big dicks. That's the only thing getting into this country. Am I right? Let's you, I mean, I, I feel like you, I feel like that's a platform right there. If you, uh, if you can get into a club at Vegas, you can come to the U S yeah, that's it, dude. That's it. That's, that's the criteria. Exactly. Somebody, did, you, you better know. know somebody if you're a dude at Vegas or, I'm, you know, because you're not getting in anywhere. I got mega cans going. Get me out of here. I'm like, we can make it happen if you just believe. <laughs> the, the immigration thing is, is 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 weird too because, like, you know, the right is so fo- has always been so focused on this issue, and it t- as a foreigner, it's always weird how many other foreigners are so against. Uh, foreigners coming into the country. I'm like, immigrants just want to shut the door behind them. They're like, now that I'm in, fuck you guys. Let me shut the door. Because <laughs> that's competition. And they all come here for what? I mean, that goes back to what we were talking before. Well, they come here to make a living, start a business. You start a business, you don't want cheap labor coming in. My friend uh, XG on my show, he's talking to me like Mexicans hate Latin Americans coming in because they try to get into the United States. They can't. They come and, you know, they're doing donkey shows for 50 cents on the dollar. Yeah, that's, a, that's a bargain. That is, <laughs> I mean, considering inflation nowadays, that's not a bad deal. <laughs> you got any more stories, dude? I feel like I've just hijacked no, this sir, show. Sir. I've yeah. had a lot of coffee. I, I, I like to, I'll pay full price for the donkey show. I want to get, 
only the highest quality show. I always wanted to do In Search of the Donkey Show, just a doc series. <laughs> See if there's really a donkey show. I got to do like Vice style. <laughs> I got a quick headline. Maybe this can wind it down for us. This is ridiculous here, though. Um, Arizona man contracted COVID and spreads it to his dog and cat in the first ever case reported of human to pet transmission of the virus in the United States. So this is like Mr. Hands, that Mr. Hands video, like he, he I don't I don't think there's any this is not being reported if he had any sort of sexual encounter with the pets. I don't that's not confirmed. It's just a rumor you started I'm here. I'm totally against men having sex with animals. But uh, yeah, I I, I want to make that I want to put that on hot chicks big dick platform. Okay? Sam's I just on want record. that out right now. <laughs> Sam's on record saying that he's against that kind of thing. And he's yeah. running on that topic. He <laughs> Dude should not be boning animals. It's gross. If, if Biden wants to win the next uh, election, he's got to take that platform. <laughs> Come out strong with that. I cannot. We're living in a bozo town, dude. He'd find a way to fuck it up. Talk. These cats are getting COVID. What are we doing here, dude? Dude, yeah, they're giving, legs. They're giving <laughs> chimpanzees at the zoo fucking COVID vaccines on, on film. Like we're we're in clown town officially. It's ridiculous. This, these people should, are not to be taken seriously. And anybody I think that's sitting at home going, "Holy shit!" Like, good idea. We needed to get those gorillas <laughs> vaccinated in advance of this. Like, just admit that you're a big dummy and you know nothing. Just admit it. You'll feel so much better. But stop your opinion. If if your opinion is let's vaccinate the chimpanzees. <laughs> You're you're a fucking retard. Uh, here's, here's what I think about this. Yeah, okay. I, I think this is a play here. I think that they're they're planning the story now. These these animals they're asymptomatic uh, according to this article. I think this is a play because they they are realizing they're going to have a lot of extra vaccines and they need to sell it to someone and it's going to be to the vets. They're, it's going to be to the the animal market because there's going to be a lot of extra ones. So they got to they got to ditch just- it somewhere. Can't we just do like what we do with soup, all the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champ merchandise and yeah, like go yeah. sell it in Uganda for like go. pennies on the dollar? Can't we do the same thing with all the the extra vaccines? Uh, I, I, I think you could probably sell it more here in the United States. I mean, with all the, the extra like NFL gear, isn't that just given away? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. So go to like, the Congo, bro. They want yeah, to maximize the their profits. Are, they're big. <laughs> Those are the Congo, Buffalo dude. Bills, 91 world <laughs> champs. So I have this weird theory, guys, and I want to run it by you. So my whole theory that the metaverse, the universe, the uh, vaccine and a lot of this stuff is to basically figure out who the weak are and herd them in to this metaverse vaccine world where they eventually their genes will die out. And that there's going to be people who are just consistently plugged into the metaverse. And then there's the the breakaway civilizations. And the great psyop of the Matrix was that those who didn't live in the Matrix lived horrible existence, when in reality, they lived in nature, raised families, and were happy. And I think because, I mean, like, and I could be wrong. I'm, I'm obviously older. I I have very young daughters. And I get very nervous about what the metaverse means to them. 
I have one daughter who loves to watch TV. She's definitely my daughter. She's like stares at the television. She has, you know, that's just what she is. She tinkers with stuff. She loves to do that stuff. And I could just see her with goggles on. We never talk to her again. Right. And I, I'm like, if you had physical skills, like you're, you're super smart, you're, you're uh, in great shape, you're athletic, you're sexually a dynamo. Why do you want to go into the metaverse where you're competing against betas that have n really nothing that they could compete with you here? Like here, all your skills matter. There, your skills matter uh, much less. And I think that's how they, they kind of thin the herd is by moving this group into the metaverse where we won't see them again because they're all robots doing the, the uh, Gundam style, you know, <laughs> just like, where do we go from there? What, what amazes me about this, this pitch to the metaverse by, uh, by Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg is that science fiction hasn't depicted virtual reality in a very glowing light. It is always some sort of dystopian future, and it hasn't been pitched the correct way that this is going to be some net positive for humanity. And I, I don't disagree with you, uh, Sam. It, it seems like they are marching people down this path to where if you if you do X, Y, and Z, you are this person, and you are going to live in this virtual reality henceforth, and that's just going to be your life. Um, I, I think everything that's going on here within the past uh, you know, two, three years it, it, it's I'm being forced to believe that there is some sort of they live movie kind of scenario going on here um, called lizard person or some sort of hyper intelligent supernatural thing going on. But it just seems so bizarre that I'm forced to consider that scenario. Some kind of off world shit. A digital caste system. Yeah. Being set up something to, like that. Yeah. Where people that are too dumb to figure it out get sucked into it. And everyone else is like, well, I figured it out. I saw. I didn't. I didn't fall into into that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's we're we're, we're in a pivotal time. And and Sam, I connect with you on this because we're the same age. We both have young daughters. Mine aren't. As, mine's not as young as yours. But we have to consider this. Like moving forward. Like I feel like we kind of snuck through at the right time. Like we we're lucky we got what we got because what what we're seeing right now is like we're seeing that part in Terminator where it was like the robots fighting everybody at night and everything and that's like tomorrow, no, <laughs> you I, know. I like we've woken up and it's like holy shit that's here right now and our kids have to, are gonna have to live with that forever unless we stand up and 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 do something about this. I mean where they're headed with. This World Economic Forum, remember, they're talking about build back better in the fourth industrial revolution. Well, if you've looked into what the fourth industrial revolution is, it is the blending of man with machine. It is artificial intelligence. It is transhumanism. That's what they want. So the metaverse and the augmented reality Oculus component that Facebook owns combined with obviously the platforms that they own and the advertising platform that's connected to all of these, which is probably the most important part of it all. These are going to be really important components in this in con conditioning people to take yet another step towards this transhumanism.
like the normalization of, of this move. And we've seen it recently in the United States with the, the new gender for your passport. You can now put X, which is your whatever. And, 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 and this is a, a, a blending of, of man with machine. It's a blurring of the lines of gender of what that even means. If we're going to be machines, what are, what difference does it make if I'm a male machine or a female machine? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of confusion around that. And I don't think that's accidental. I think that's part of the plan. I think that's part of the whole bigger picture plan is to get everybody so destabilized with what it means to be human that they can reintroduce new ideas to you. And you go, yeah, I guess that maybe sounds right. You know, that that like the way they've rewritten the definition of what herd immunity is, that it now only includes vaccination. Why would you do that? Well, you're trying to control the way you view society or reality. Oh, herd immunity equals vaccinations equals the computer chips in. And it's just one more part, one more brick in the wall, you know. Mm. Internet of things, right? The just eventually having sensors everywhere, everything. I mean, just our lie our humans and like you said, humans and machines, AI, everything's gonna be coexisting and, and I just think the lines can be very blurred and then we're just gonna keep taking baby steps in that direction. First it's you let Alexa listen to everything you do and say, then you let you know, and it's just over and over again. And then, you know, uh Mel K would always be talking about uh, smart cities. You know, that's something that they are talking about and implementing this idea. And it's always same thing like global warming or anything else that are always going to pretend it's for moral reasons, right? It's always like, oh, we're just we're trying to save people. The smart cities is the same thing. It's like, we're oh, we can uh, prevent pollution. We can do this. We can do that. We'll have sensors and cameras absolutely everywhere. And then next thing you know, d- you know, having a-, a lack of privacy is just something we accept. Remember this um, this old film called We Live in Public, right? Is that what it, what it was called? Uh, this guy, he was one of the like cyberpunk guys and really made a lot of money in, in the internet world uh, initially uh, with the first uh, boom. And uh, he recorded everything, you know, he he recorded, he had uh, cameras everywhere and he just recorded his whole life, him and his girlfriend, I mean, on the toilet and people would just tune in and, and watch it. And, uh, you know, looking back at the, that documentary, it's like this motherfucker kind of could foresee the future. Like we, you know, it's it just, that's kind of the world we're going to live in. And the crazy thing is because we're detached from, um, you know, we we were detached and we could kind of be spectators as we watched the analog world transition to the digital world. We can kind of, we saw the transition and we can enjoy the digital world and the things that we get from it. But we can also understand that this was a change, a quick change, and maybe we're psychologically not ready for it or, or, and, or maybe even worse, there's other reasons for it. But there's kids who are growing up today, like my kids who are six and five, Sam, um, you know, Charlie, uh, I mean, there's kids who grow up, this is the norm. And how do you convince them that they're in danger? How do you convince a kid who never knew a world without a smartphone, who never knew a world without Facebook and Twitter and Instagram that like, this is bad. And like, you know, the lack of privacy you have is not normal because to them, that is normal. When you grow up and that is the amount of privacy you have, 
like that to them they don't see anything wrong with it so it, you do feel like an old person saying like the music's too loud I, you think know, I think tiktok is waking a lot of people up but you know here's what i want to say and i you know uh, we all love our children and but our children are going to go down their own path and you know hopefully when we're older and they discover audio they'll listen to their old man shows and they'll you know, they'll they'll understand that we were caring and everything. But, you know, I mean, my whole thing about this next generation is like, if you see what's going on right now, it's like, who's following the vaccine? Like when you go to like Starbucks, are they on you about masks? All these people that are just checking all the boxes of globalism, man, they're going to run right to this metaverse. It, or it could be Facebook's metaverse, or it could be decentralized land, or whatever group it is, and they'll be lost. They are conformists. They are following the rules. They are doing everything, being led to this dead end that is the matrix. And I think this is being done purposely, and that's how the depopulation happens. Those people end up living spectacular lives in the in the metaverse and never reproducing or growing a family building a family here in the real world or this holographic universe that makes a lot of sense actually because you, you think about it uh not that the other things you said didn't make sense <laughs> uh, no, I, i'm a cra- i mean dude the hot chicks big dick platform is a go <laughs> let's do vi- it and because the, the the thing is, you think about it, right? Like you get these people who are wearing masks and probably are going to wear masks forever because the 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 fear mongering worked. You get these people that are, think everybody's racist. Everybody can potentially kill them because they're they're uh, going to give them some sickness. Uh, everybody uh, is is not sensitive to different people who who want to be different genders. Like you're you're almost creating people that are so afraid of this reality, they might be more accepting to another reality. Right? Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Big time. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I'm sick of this reality. Yeah, I want to leave. <laughs> I'm not. I love Croft Maga, bro. Oh, yeah, that's good. Wait, <laughs> they're my favorite, Pam. You guys want to uh, wind it down? You want to talk about anything else? Or are we? have we said it all? I don't know. Well, I would love to, if we have an email where people could send us suggestions on shows that we should talk about. Uh, I mean, I would love to get into January 6th. That whole story that crashing and burning that the the news keeps running with. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Tataria. I would love to do a Tatarian episode here on the Union. Get all those autistic fucking people on here to talk about that. Uh, I mean, all that, dude. I mean, I think it's going to be, I think we should, uh, there's so many great topics. And the Union, on the, uh, Union of the Unwanted is the best at it. So I would love to do some of these very interesting topics that I think people want to hear. Yeah, people can email us. Check the uh, the links in the description of this podcast or video, and you'll hit uh, the uh, the link tree we have. The email, pretty simple. It's just, uh, just the acronym of uh, The Union of the Unwanted, but I'll put a direct link in there. Give us an email and show suggestions. We'd love to hear them. We've got merchandise oh, yes, there, too. Yes. If you through that link tree, if people are interested, we've got stickers and sweatshirts and shirt, t-shirts, tour shirts, you know, 
good stuff, like good good quality stuff too. Yeah, and all that money is going to Sam's campaign. So just letting you know, right? Yeah, I love it. Canadian hot buying. We're just buying rainbow dildos for the studios. Uh, exactly. Hey. Get, come see me live, guys. I'm going to be in, in Salt Lake next. I mean, in Houston this weekend, but I'll be in Salt Lake uh, next Thursday. And that, no, no, I'll be in Boise next Thursday, Salt Lake the following night. Nice. And Jim go to samtriplee.com. Jim Brewer is going to be uh, here locally, and I want to go out and support what he's been taking a stand for. He's another guy who's been really, I mean, I just love how outspoken he's been. And I mean, it's amazing how many art artists, like comedians, musicians, that I'm like, oh, these are the ones who are going to speak out and and like see through the bullshit. And it's the complete opposite. A bunch of people that I'm like, holy shit! Like I didn't expect them to, you know, Eric Clapton. I'm like, he's the he's the one raging against the machine. What the fuck is going on here? You know, yeah, I got, I dude, I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I love my comedic friends. I love all of them. But watching them just act like they're the band on the Titanic and just keep playing do 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 like nothing's going on is is like really depressing to me. I just saw um, Bill Burr at Red Rock here in Denver, uh, where he was filming his special, and um, I guess it is artist's choice, and it was there were no mandates or masks or any of that horse shit and we had a great time in his special i'm assuming it's netflix but i don't know for sure maybe it could be somewhere else but but uh yeah he filmed it there it was fantastic he's the best encourage people to check it out when you get it when you get a chance and go see sam tripoli because he is hilarious i love your specials i mean it's a i i know you're you're very well known for being a uh a podcaster because obviously you're, you're killing it in the podcast world. But when I first had you on the Ripple Effect podcast, I knew you as a comedian and I, I loved that shit. I mean, I thought, you know, the podcast was like the side thing. I'm like, oh, he's doing podcasts too, like every comedian does. But I'm like, he, he I, I loved your, I've always loved your work. And I think the world needs people like you who have the balls to, to be outspoken. I know you, you, you say that you won't, uh, you know, you're, you're not the guy to sell out arenas or whatever, but you never fucking know because you know what? Everybody who just says, Hey, I want to sell a re- arena. So I'll, I'll do what he's doing. Like those are the people who don't last. And people like Slipknot who say, Hey, we're going to have nine dudes with masks, three drummers, a DJ, and every fucking, you know, record label is like, you guys are fucking crazy. First of all, you know, <laughs> all that money, right? Like, next- I'll be the Slipknot of fucking comedy. I ain't afraid. I do want to do a tour where I just do ski mask on stage. <laughs> <laughs> just go up there, bank robber style, just screaming. At- I'm, dude. I'm ready to just abandon the notion of having to get a laugh on stage and just start scorching the earth. And like, if I go five minutes and nobody laughs, I don't give a fuck. Cause I got this end of my thing that I, I, I haven't recorded, but it's just like, wake the fuck up. Stop waiting for someone to come save you. And that's what resonates with everybody at the end. It's not the, the fucking 30 minutes of multi-layered well-crafted dick jokes it's like the spiritual shit at the end which is like i i almost want to go on a, a just talking tour where i don't do any comedy i just talk and spoken just word dude you need yeah, to be like a, a fucking church ted Sam. talks on fucking liquid acid and shit and just go 
Like, that's what I'm really into, man. You know, I just really want to start talking about that. I mean, I love dick jokes because they make me laugh, but I also just want to start really diving deep because nobody else is talking about that. There's so much that's like acceptable to rail against, but it's like, there's so much really important shit to talk about. And I think that's, uh, you know, and these shows we're getting more and more people listening. And I think the future is bright. And if I, who knows how much longer I'll be on YouTube, they're just getting me for nothing. You know, it just sucks, but we'll have fun. George Carlin was like that. And, and Bill Hicks, a lot of people talk about how, like, you know, the, a lot of it was like just sharing your own personal philosophies. It wasn't necessarily trying to, you know, come up with a punchline. It was like, okay, this is, these are my thoughts. And some of it's funny because the world's fucked up. And some of it's, you know, uh, just my personal opinions. And I mean, that's kind of the amazing thing about doing, um, comedy i'm sure sam is like you go on stage because i feel like i'm on a journey with the comedian right like i'm i'm all zone into what you have to say i'm listening to your thoughts your philosophies and it's like for that hour or whatever uh i'm basically on this journey of, of like getting involved in your way of thinking and your way of looking at the world and you can take people on that journey and you know when you have a, a full stand-up show you know that's an hour or whatever it gives people time to kind of dissect the way you look at things and and really bring them into your brain and and how you perceive the world which i i think is awesome thank well dude I, that's the whole thing it's like a journey and uh yeah man i'm excited dude i'm starting to sell some tickets so we'll see you know I'm excited for what the future is and where I'm going. And, you know, when you've been doing something for 26 years, you kind of want to change it up and get a little weird. And, uh, you know, get, I'm, I'm really trying to get away from pop comedy and just really get into just like what the fuck just happened. Like, I'm all about chaos and uh, that's where I'm going to go. So we'll see how it goes, man. And I wish we could all do a live show somewhere, man. I want to start doing a pay-per-view events with podcasting kind of along the lines of what your mom's house is doing. You just got to figure out the right show to do. And I think there's a lot of money in it, man, in terms of like opportunity. And I just want to try doing it, man, and try to give something special that people will show up for a big event. You obviously can't do it every week, but like once every three or four months, you just throw this monster event and people can watch all over the world live. And that's kind of what I'm, my next venture is. That'd be cool. Let's talk about it. Uh, plugs before we get out of here, guys, I think Sam uh, plugged his shows. You want to plug your website, please. Sam Charlie go. Hypocrisy. Surviving in a world of cultural double standards. Available on Amazon. Get it in paperback. You can get it in digital format from my website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com. You can follow my show, Macroaggressions. Um, I do two shows a week. You can check that out wherever podcasts are available. And uh, follow me on Twitter, at Macroaggressions. Yeah, I'm at uh, Pornhub forward slash... I'm kidding. Uh, Penis man. Or, or the ripple effect podcast.com that has all my channels, all of the places you can find me, uh, all that good stuff. So you can just go to ripple effect podcast.com. And of course, the you even don't want it.com. If, like, uh, like Mike said, that brings you to all our links, including merch and all that stuff. Are we, uh, we, we still, uh, working on that, uh, the new, uh, union shirt with yeah. all the, I, I've just been burnt out. I'm tired. You know, I got, uh, I got so much stuff. We need interns. On. 
but I'll, I'll start working on the the new shirt here soon. So. We're just sorry, to talk so much, guys. No, it's her. I do too. I, I um, if I'm not first place, I'm a I'm, I'm a close second. <laughs> check me out at uh, our big dumb mouth uh, obdmpod.com. We stream live Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and noon on Saturdays. So we're sometimes on YouTube, but oftentimes Twitch D Live and No Agenda Stream. So. And, and Google image uh, AOC's tits for everybody. Yeah, I love the background, Charlie. Getting out of here. Yeah. There's yeah. Charlie. Look at that background. Look at that guy over there. Look at that, dude. Thanks, guys. Until next Love time. you guys. Bye, Sorry everyone. I talk so much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't apologize for that. It's a podcast. You're supposed to talk. Uh-huh.